0: Welcome to broadcast number two of Worldwide Genre. Bienvenidos a Género Mundial Segunda Transmisión. Firstly, thank you to everyone that has supported us thus far, especially those of you that have copped our F-Ice team. All proceeds will be going to the National Immigration Law Center. This week, we travel east to the Bronx, New York City, to bring you New Yorican talent, DJ Guadal. A dope DJ and producer making waves and getting plays from industry giants like a Jones. We have an insightful conversation across a broad spectrum of topics, including his budding career, music history, and even some social political banter. Listos pa hangar? Grab a drink, wear your masks, and get comfy. Enjoy the broadcast. and welcome to broadcast number two of Worldwide Genre. Double-based music podcast. We're out here today after an eventful, tonight I should say, after an eventful morning of broken laptops and missed (laughs) scheduled interviews and all sorts of fucking, both of us, all sorts (laughs) of crazy shit. Uh, So today we have the absolute pleasure of bringing to you guys, of speaking with DJ Guadi, Emilio Guadi from New York City. Thank Puerto you, thank Rican you. heritage, bro. Welcome, welcome. Yes,
1: thank you, thank you for having me. Happy to no be worries, here, brother. man.
0: Thank you, thank you for, uh, you know, thank you for uh, just believing in the project right off the back. I'm so glad that we were able to get you on this the second, the second broadcast, uh, which used it was supposed to be the today was supposed to be the Spanish one. So I was trying uh, to do Spanish, English, Spanish, English, Spanish. Uh, but we'll throw a little bit of Spanish in there for for, our, yeah. for our Spanish. And um if I have time, I'll I guess I'll like interpret or translate the entire transcript. Okay, that takes a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, bro, today we have a special guest from the beautiful city of New York City. Uh, New York City, West Coast. We love you guys. Uh, we know you guys have been going through some crazy shit as the entire world has been going through. And like I've expressed to you before. Uh, our solidarity, you know, West Coast. We love the East Coast, especially yeah, likewise, those of us that yeah. had the pleasure, the privilege of being, able, you know, being able to travel. Yeah,
1: there. yeah. Uh,
0: so yeah, so DJ Guadi is a DJ turned producer from the Bronx, New York City. Uh, he mixes traditional heat with urban sounds, you know, for us, the global-based audience. Uh, so he started in the mid, mid, late two thousands, and he bounced around from middle school house parties like all of us did bounced (laughs) around from social salsa social to salsa social and oh raves too he likes raves apparently yes uh uh so i there's not much else that i can say uh but you know welcome uh his productions uh, i'm gonna be real with you guys like not even just trying to gas him up like his productions are some of the hottest most different uh productions that I'm hearing currently on oh, SoundCloud as a humble as a humble music listener, music, you know, person that loves music, some of the coolest shit that I every time I fucking DJ live on my crappy DJ lives, I want to mix shit. Thank uh, you man, I appreciate that. Without further ado, uh, what 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 would you say, bro? Uh what would you say? First of all, what what can I call you? Do I call you, uh, you know, Guadi Guadi? Like, what what's your preferred?
1: Yeah, you, you can call me Guadi.
0: That's actually sure. my that...
1: like legal middle name, and okay. yeah. Okay, Guadi. Yeah, my first name's Emilio. Oh, the, the Interesting is like only my family calls me Guadi. Like growing up, everyone called me Emilio, but just my my close family called me Guadi. But now everyone's calling me Guadi because my I'm an artist and call myself. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're an artist now, bro. Yeah, um, you've always, you're always mm-hmm. been an artist, brother. Um, so how would you how would you describe yourself? How would you introduce yourself to someone who doesn't know any like anything about you? What, you know, out of in your own words, what, how would you describe
1: yourself? Yeah, so I think well, I grew up in the Bronx, New York, and the Bronx, New York is sort of like the capital of a lot of different uh, diasporas. Let's say say right, diasporas.
2: Yeah, diasporas. Yeah,
1: okay. So we got like the Puerto Rican, the Dominicans, Jamaicans, kind of Colombians, West Indians, Mexican communities growing now in the Bronx. So there's like, I I grew up in Brazilians slightly. And so I grew up hearing all these things and I like, I wasn't only hearing them. I was like going into these scenes. So like I was going to house parties in Jamaican neighborhoods. I was going to salsa or clubs that play just salsa. I was then I was going to Brooklyn to go into like underground warehouse raves. And then I just like I absorbed everything and I'm you're, m- you're mixing it together
0: product of your environment.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's and like,
0: I- that's like a big theme that we talked about uh, with our previous guest. A big shout out to Alpha Alpha for, you know, being the premiere episode. We talked about a lot of the themes of like this leads into our next topic is like. Where, like, you already mentioned where you're from. You're from Brooklyn. You're from, excuse me, not Brooklyn. You are from uh, the borough of... The Bronx. The Bronx. You are from the borough of the Bronx, and that shaped you into the artist you are today, correct? Yeah,
1: yeah. And I'm, I'm surprised okay. that there aren't more artists like me in the okay. Bronx. I mean, there are. Just, they're popping up now. So, like, Dos Flacos, you know, Benbona, she's from Brooklyn, but Sasso, I'm just naming names. Um yeah. those are guys who are just like they're taking everything around them and they're mushing it together and I'm surprised that that's not bigger in the Bronx I mean I understand why because I mean there's a whole complication like um, the nightclub culture has really sucked here in New York City there's the high rents this and that blah 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 but radio.
0: people listen yeah, to
1: the radio a lot the radio right. sort of killed that too yeah. but I, yeah I really think like in the future there's going to be a lot of artists doing what I'm doing, which is, like, taking everything, mixing it together.
0: I the think that, I think that's
1: the future of music.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I def- totally see see that perspective and I definitely, I, I feel like I totally agree with that. It's like yeah. the, uh, I feel like people are just, like, looking to see what they can, but not a lot of people are brave enough to do it. Let's say that to be yeah. real. Looking to see what can they mix to where, like, what genres, what music you know can they mix to where it still you know goes you know yeah yeah i don't know people people are tired of you know the same old shit i guess right you know? yeah
1: exactly because like if you really think about it there really hasn't been i mean there has but there really hasn't been many new genres being created in like the past decade and even the new genres like mumatong is just uh recycling old sounds and that's what so, people are looking to other parts of the world for music now. Like Afrobeats is huge. Um, Latin America, people are listening to like punta music from Nicaragua. Like, that's that was never happening before. Cumbia is getting bigger here in New York. That never happened before.
0: Never happened before. I, I know there's a big uh, Mexican population, you know, sizable Mexican population. Yeah. I mean, growing up in Cali, we, we always heard of the term like Puebla York, you know. You go oh yeah into, yeah <laughs> you know, people from southern mexico hard-working people from southern mexico they go out into those kitchens uh in new york city and they're just they they are the heart and blood of of of, of entire kitchens of like five star restaurants bro it's insane definitely like, they run the industry yeah they they're the they're the backbone of the industry yep. it is insane and um yeah i mean. Not to get political, but no. yes, let's get fucking political.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Word. <laughs> you I'm know sure.
0: what I'm saying? Like they are the fucking backbone. If if they if they didn't if they don't go to work for uh, one day, the fucking restaurant is not making money that day. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's how crazy it is. And and, yeah. and and I feel like every Latino population has their niche that they fill in this country, especially in a in a metropolis like New York. You know? Yeah. So many moving pieces so it's insane the amount of activity that happens in that in that island and in that entire area
1: yeah
0: yeah massive like la is massive but it's also massive new york Mm -hmm. is massive, but it's you know yeah
1: i think like each industry was in either directly or indirectly built by latinos in new york i mean like we talk about like the back in the day it was like the clothing industry and that's when puerto ricans were coming to new york city in the 50s yep, yep, and yep, then in the 70s and 80s um like the restaurant cult, the restaurant industry with dominicans and then now it's the mexicans so yeah, yeah. we built the city
0: <laughs> we're fucking bro we're just like this is like this is not even worldwide genre right now this is like sociology like too <laughs> We're just having a fucking sociology, fucking political, po- right. yeah, social political, fucking. All right, that's good though, brother. That's the kind of conversations that I, yeah. that I enjoy having. We could, we could yeah, we me could too, have- man. <laughs> all right, brother. So let's let's go back a little. We, we kind of touched a little bit. We were all over the board, with that, but <laughs> bro, that's what it, that's what that's what this is here for. It's music is tied to everything. Music is tied to our society. Right. This our our podcast. My my idea, the the vision is, this is conversations in global-based music, not just conversations about global-based music. Uh, Like, music ties into everything.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Music comes from the people. The people come from all over. Yeah, and... You're going to fucking... There's going to be exchanges of music, like, what is happening in your experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: right. Music is, is the result of, like, economic conditions, political conditions, social conditions, I mean, yeah, so I mean, house music was because s- clubs stopped playing disco because it was like, it was like this a- huge anti-black mm-hmm. um, rhetoric going on at that time. Mm-hmm. So disco went underground and then it turned to house music. Yep. Just one example. <laughs>
0: yeah, just one example of, of, of practically every genre that has, you know, its, it's, it's own story. Yeah. Let's, let's let's go back a little bit. Let's let's rewind a little. I know these themes will continue coming up in our conversation. I can already anticipate that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what was your actual first experience with music. We'll we'll consider that like a, what we just all that stuff we just talked about like a foreshadowing of the, the, the rest of the conversation. That was like an introduction. Al, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about you about your 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 budding musical career. I feel so very fortunate that we that we have the opportunity to speak with you so you know early into your career which yeah, is yeah. like even <laughs> like I could tell by by your 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 facial expressions like just by your demeanor you're just like oh shit like I'm actually getting in, like not trying to you know Me too is my second podcast too you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> Now we're both in the tell, same boat
0: <laughs> in the same fucking boat and I could tell you're just like oh shit like this motherfucker is actually interviewing me like you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> we're we're Where? actually in this motherfucker interviewing. Uh, uh-huh. What were your first experiences with music? How old were you? How was it? What were you involved with? Um, all that, all sort of stuff. If you want to. Give so, us like a in terms down.
1: of a DJ producer, right?
0: Bro, even before that, like, okay. did you play instruments when you were a little kid? Or
1: I played a piano and I hated it, but I'm mm-hmm. glad that I did that because I'm that knowledge is coming back now and it's helping me. But I hated mm-hmm. those piano lessons. My mom made me do it, but I hated it. Yeah. But um I think my first
0: your SAT score, bro.
1: Yeah. But um, yeah, I think my first like experience with like really thinking about music was um when my friends used to throw parties in high school. And back then, like if you want to control the music you couldn't just put up Spotify, put a playlist and like that. You had to like download music, put it on your iPod and you had to like really plan. So I was that guy <laughs> that planned, made the playlist for the parties. And then that's when I started like becoming really observant to how songs affected people. Like, okay, let me play this song. That's gonna do yeah. this to them. I'm gonna yeah. play this song after that's gonna do that yeah. to them. And then I, that's, I guess that goes with crowd control too. Yep, but that's, yeah that's it was okay. that's
0: early basically high what school do. That's basically yeah right they're, they're there to try to get people to buy more drinks when right. you think about it they're there yeah. they're not just that i mean it's so over you know it's a over exaggeration but
2: mm-hmm. they're there
0: so that people feel like oh shit like the fucking music i want like i fucking know this song oh wait i don't know this song oh shit this shit is tight what yeah and this oh let's go get another drink like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, uh-huh. The curators, DJs are the curators, you know.
1: Right. Like yeah. my, my philosophy for DJing is like, you play two songs for them and one song for you. So like mm-hmm. like you said, it's a song that they don't know. They should be, a few times in the night, they should be like, "Oh, what's that song?" Mm-hmm. And if that's not the case, then nah, that's not cool. <laughs>
0: so you, you went to throw from. Them off. Yeah, you gotta fucking just mind fuck them. You <laughs> you went from piano lessons not you know not liking them for you know forced by your parents mm-hmm. to high school playlists when did you actually venture into DJing and like how did that get started how did that come about
1: so I think it was those same house parties more or less I mean not in the same house exactly but like the same crowd of people um I saw like just making a playlist that I was good at it and then I was like I want to start like mixing the tracks. So one of my friends showed me this DJ program, virtual DJ. Mm -hmm. It's like this free super beginner soft DJ software.
0: That's how I started too.
1: Yeah, me too. Okay.
0: Without a controller. No controller. Just the mouse. Yeah, me too. Like loops. loops. Yeah, I used to press the
1: space bar and have like the keys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man.
0: That was it, that was it. That's how everybody starts, bro. I kid you not. Mm-hmm. When did you save up for your first controller?
1: Damn. Damn. Yeah. It was probably, I think, late high school.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, then. and
1: I the, I got a controller. It was about like 100, $125, something like that. Newmark. Yeah, and then I used it at the house parties that my friends threw.
0: Was it a Newmark, for real? Yeah, it was Newmark, yeah. <laughs> you might have okay. had the same one. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't have Newmark. I, I, I oh. didn't get one till like... Until so my third year of college, I, uh, I got a Pioneer. I got the cheapest Pioneer, but I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to get a new mark. I'll just get a Pioneer, you know?
1: Yeah, Pioneer is the best. You know?
0: I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. The CDJ is club standard, but but mm-hmm. a controller has nothing to do. I mean, it does and it doesn't at the same time, right? But yeah, that's yeah. a whole nother fucking... That, <laughs> we got to get sponsored by Serato for them to have us. <laughs> well, Serato, if you're listening, sponsor us and we'll fucking <laughs> do product placements. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah, man! Put a yeah, backdrop. <laughs> hey,
0: how do you think that uh, your your um influence your 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 the beginning of your career? How do you think that that you know going from the, the music, the piano lessons to being the playlist guy to you know doing DJs? How do you think uh, doing uh, DJ sets? You know, even at parties and stuff. How did you venture into the club, like the club world, or you know, like actual like yeah. You know, as a, How did you do that, you know, or even not even if it wasn't a full-time profession like
1: how did you do that? Yeah, I didn't actually start Getting like gigs every weekend until very recently before Mm. I was just like every I was doing things here and there at some bars some lounges so yeah, um because before I had like a realization that big DJs the guys who get um, booked every weekend You know, this is their full-time gigs um, yeah. full-time jobs, they're either yeah. really nice and they have like great personality or they're super um, talented. Yeah. and i I was sort of um, I'm like a soft-spoken guy. Yeah. I don't have this like really robust personality, so I was like okay, I have to be really talented and to, to be really talented I have to start producing. yeah so I, I started producing and then that's when i I started networking with a ton of different people and then that's when I got into the clubs and lounges and bars.
0: Networking is key, man. Like networking, yeah. Is key. Even just like that's that's kind of what inspired me to to start this project. Was just like I have been following you know a bunch of these different subgenres of global bass music, and just global bass music as a whole for a long time, and just learning more and more every year, always listening to new shit. But at the same time, those entire all that entire time, I you know as a youngster when I just turned 18 in Cali, like going to raves, you know, going to clubs, going to shows, you know. Uh, I just connected with the right people. Just met a lot of people, became a part of the community. Started meeting, you know, some DJs, being like cool with some of them to where like they would get you into a show. Like, oh hey, and yeah,
1: then- yeah. It's like little things too. Like, I, I, there was like a period I just started messaging a bunch of DJs that I looked up to, mm. and then now some of those DJs that I was messaging at the time, now I'm really cool with them. It's just like those little DMs that I did.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's communicating. Some DJs are a lot better at communicating, or some artists in general are a lot better at communicating than others. Um, Yeah, like some of them leave you on red, and like, who knows? Like, yeah, yeah. Perception is reality. So, Mm -hmm. however you perceive that is going to be your reality. However Mm -hmm. they perceive you on red is going to be their reality. But it's an interesting. It's an interesting. Um, I'm ready to learn a lot more about the music industry. Just kind of having my own project even though it's not like producing, it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like it's something different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting to kind of actually venture into the industry side of it. Yeah. And I'm sure, and I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll see the patterns and you'll see a lot about it because it seems like you're well in the know. What were your biggest influences, uh, you know, coming up as a DJ, like, excuse me, musical influences coming up as a, as a, you know, just a fan of music. Who are those artists that you know that inspire you to this day, uh, even like with your productions and all that stuff? Who are some of those figures?
1: Let me think. I would oh. say Munchi definitely. He just like he just did everything right, and he mixed it. And then once, um, I heard his music, I was like, "This is my music. Like this is this is me." Is mix mixing electronic music with the traditional sounds I heard growing up. This is mm-hmm. me. Yep. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I really man. think that's it. Like, do you I, I remember
0: think some of those first experiences. Like, do you remember what it, like a song or something that like really pops up?
1: Yeah, I think it was Pepe volvió I think something like that. It was um, Munchi. He mixed next the song Pepe, the dance song by Toblete y Croc. So he mixed that, he made a Mumatong remix, and I was like, yo, this is me, because yeah. I was going to raves in Brooklyn, uh. and then the next weekend, I was partying in Washington Heights, which oh, this is a really super Dominican neighborhood, for those who don't okay, know. Okay, okay. So no, I was... Like I, was... Me,
0: I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta be, you gotta, like, hopefully we get some people from New York, and y'all can chime in. I know, yeah. like, shout out to Fight Club, I know they'll listen to this, so oh, shout yeah. out to this. Fight Club's yeah. awesome. They could, they could talk shit about this LA kid, or I'm not even from LA, bro. I'm from Long Beach. <laughs> they could talk shit about this Long Beach kid, and they could check you. So if you say something wrong, Fight Club, you better fucking post it on your story and <laughs> call this <fuck> out. No, no, no. So yeah, like, some of those, I mean, just some of the uh references, is like, I feel like that the same way, too, when I'm talking to people about, like, California or, like, Southern California. It's like, you kind of have to, like, hand-feed everything to them, because, like, yeah it's like is like it's synonymous. so regular to
1: me yeah. i thought i so think get, it's, it's, it's i think everybody knows, knows.
0: yeah <laughs> but no bro it's not like that
1: because <laughs> washington heights is like the party I mean, i've neighborhood.
0: heard i've heard of washington heights oh okay i heard, heard of washington i know what a dominican is <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like hello, okay you know, what I mean? I know. yeah yeah uh-huh. <laughs> fuck, yeah you gotta uh, no nah, but you're good bro it's, it's your mm-hmm. first in it. No, I'm just it's not your <laughs> first in- but, Nah, bro. We just we kind of just flow. We flow as we go here on mm-hmm. worldwide genre. You know, we're just we're like a uh, kind of like a fans podcast by the fans for the fans. I guess you could say. You know, supporters, supporters. I like to call them supporters. Supporters mm-hmm. for the supporters. Anyways, brother. So many tangents. I love it. Um. So we we kind of touched on it a little bit. You you. Mentioned how uh, your your heritage specifically your heritage. You know, you being uh, Puerto Rican. Uh, off off interview, you mentioned that you kind of grew up. You grew close to some Brazilian influence, some Brazilian friends. I see the Brazil flag right there. Oh um, yeah, uh, I saw the, <laughs> it was a Puerto Rico flag también. Yeah, know. tell me about it. Tell me about that connection that you have like with Brazil Movimiento Brasileiro uh, yeah <laughs> my
1: first real not my very first I would say uh, when I started to get like real good paid gigs they were at a Brazilian bar and okay. this was years years ago I was in college so I was playing baile funk people are, where'd you go to school when I go to school at St. Joseph's in Brooklyn okay
2: cool, cool, cool
1: yeah yeah so um yeah, so my th- those were my first like real gigs, like me playing in a public place. Okay. And it was here yeah, Brazilian bar. I played samba, played Bagogi, I played, played yep. uh, baile funk. That,
0: that, yeah, oh, that, yeah.
1: That, that, and that I loved good. it, and it was just like so new to me. And then the owner, um, he he was actually a DJ too, and he gave okay. me like loads of CDs, like books hmm. and books and books of CDs. Yeah. He was like Check put all these shit. songs <laughs> in your computer.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. He said, Oh, no, play. he didn't give it to me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. let you borrow it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and then, put all the songs and then play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Joga, yeah, Joga.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. That's easy, bro.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I'm still cool with them. Like, the the people who got me those gigs um, and the owner, I'm still really cool with him.
0: Well, you, could, you could say the, the name of the place, bro. Oh, yeah. So,
1: it was called Rio Samba.
0: <laughs> Feel free to shout out whoever you want to yeah, shout yeah. out. For so Ashley, like,
1: Paulo, Raquel, David, it, those are that's my Brazilian family. Like I, I really know. wouldn't be where I am right now without them. Like that th- those are my first. They believed in me, and they paid me good money way back when I was like just really nobody.
0: Yeah, I mean they helped you out when you were in college, like you said. Those yeah, are the, those, are the, those are the kind of people that you know. When, when you look at a journey in retrospect, you're just like, oh, shit, like, it was because of, the, you know, because of this influence. That, mm-hmm. that's, how I, that's how I feel the same about, like, all my my, my Brazilian soccer friends, because they put me onto a little bit of that. Then my Brazilian soccer teammates in college up here, who are, uh, two of them are now living in Brazil. One of them is living here in Portland. Um, so shout out to you guys. Shout mm-hmm. out to Guilherme, to Rafinha to Pedrinho here, uh, my boys, my Brazilian homies, back in Cali, I got a bunch, uh, mm. two Tiagos, Tiago and Tiago, uh, a lot of, uh, Murilo, a lot of Brazilian homies. Thank you guys for, thank you guys for, this is a shout out to the whole Brazilian community. Thank you guys. <laughs>
1: Word, yo.
0: <laughs> thank you guys for Fogo de Chao. And thank you guys for your music and your culture. It's fucking yes. beautiful. From a yes. Mexican, Puerto Rican, the Brazilian <laughs> culture, obrigado, irmaos irmãs. irmãos. Mm-hmm. Tá bom. Mucho
1: obrigado.
0: Mm-hmm. That culture, bro. I, I, I was just t- talking to my friend. Uh I was talking to my friend here. Uh, we were talking about how I I'd really anticipate the that just the Brazilian sound just becoming you know more ingrained in the mainstream. Right. Like I feel I feel like baile funk, baile funk, or just funk, funk. You know, as it's uh-huh. supposed to be said, it's not baile, it's funk. Funky.
1: Yeah. That's what they called it. Funky.
0: They just call it funk, you know, uh-huh. Brazilian accent. You know, I'm very terrible at it. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that's just going to crack, bro.
1: I, I think so. Also
0: you know, clubs open up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think Brazilian music, I think what makes the music so unique is like, they just market to themselves. So like Puerto Ricans, we make music. We're thinking about marketing to Mexico. And the U.S. Brazil it's was like, market. I don't need anybody else. I could just mark because Brazil's huge. So th- that yeah, that sort of makes their music really like unique because they're just worried about it's a
0: it's a indigenous it's a indigenous Brazilian sound. Yeah. Uh, Bra- Brazil is a is a melting pot of ev- yeah, all man. sorts all sorts of people, all shades, all everything. You know, mm-hmm. the it's, it's it's insane. We could talk about Brazilian history. It's insane. Um, but their music, uh, they, they don't care about marketing it to the U S Yeah, like you, said, just, <laughs> you know, like you said, the, you know, like the reggaetoneros and all of them, they market for all of Latin America, you know, the reggaeton in itself, like the, 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 Mexican version, what they call a lot, like the perreo and all that it, Mexico has like its own wave of like reggaeton now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I
1: really like it know? actually. I, when I went to Mexico, I loved it.
0: The general urbano, I mean, like even in the mainstream, you got like artists like Becky G and stuff. You know, like when when before had like Mexican artists gone into like a, a realm dominated by you know the Puerto Ricans, by the mm-hmm. Dominican. Like never, it just happened a couple years ago.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, they're crazy. doing it really well too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I have so many. Uh, tengo tantos uh, productores de México en mi mira para unas para hacer unas entrevistas. Si están escuchando, hit me up. We got to do... I want to talk. I want to talk. I'm, I'm full Mexican. My parents are Mexican in it. And every time I go back I to Mexico, I feel like Mexican I belong, flag. bro. Yeah,
1: yeah. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it.
0: <laughs> Fucking America is in 1960. No, not even... America is like in 1975 right now. Yeah. Guari, Guari, Guari is in 2040-something. 2000, <laughs> Coronavirus is in 2020, and Tony's in, like, 2022, because 22... <laughs> I'm a little bit ahead, not that <laughs> We're back here, uh, Worldwide Genre, Broadcast 2, here once again with uh, Emilio Guadi, Emilio Guadi of New York City, Puerto Rican uh, DJ, producer, artist, Um how you, how you doing brother how how's the interview how do you think the interview is going
1: pretty good I'm, like I said before I'm off interview yeah I was I'm happy to talk about these things never really get to talk about this stuff um yeah and it's good to see like platforms like this like I think this is the future like I said before like people are gonna start looking out to music instead of going with the electronic super electronic stuff which is like sort of dying out so
0: yeah I mean we go through the cycles we go through the cycles you yeah. Know? picks up people go more underground it picks yeah. up house music it picks up techno. Yeah. It pick, like it's just mm-hmm. all music is connected so if you listen to music you listen to music you know what i'm saying like it's, yeah. it's crazy mm-hmm. um yeah bro so kind of uh one of the things that you mentioned uh off of off of the podcast recording which we may still you know we make the clip may be playing here <laughs> Because it was off of this conversation, so <laughs> I may insert it there. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> depends, on how, depends on how crazy I decide to get with the uh, editing of the chopping up of all that shit. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned uh, Emilio. You mentioned Guadi, that you are a history major. Uh, yeah. You're a history. You were a history education major. It, it seems like it's influenced your education. You know the privilege. You know uh, of having a, of getting education. Uh, you know that. You and I, we both share, you know, that's kind of our common experience. We, we were privileged enough to, to you know, become from, come from working class families. It seems like, you know, you just seem humble, you seem down to earth. Um, we were privileged to get an education and because of that education kind of catapulted us to yeah. where we are. Where we are. Um, you got a history degree. I, everybody that's <laughs> listening to me, listening to this right now, knows that I absolutely love history, uh, insane. A lot of people love history. A lot of people don't talk about history enough. Like it's not cool. It's starting to become more cool now, you know. Yeah. Because you know groupthink <laughs> and all that. Shout out to my, my boy Alex, who who gave me a great perspective. Alex Avalon out here in Portland. He gave me a great perspective on groupthink. Uh, a lot. Black Lives Matter happened. Uh, Black Lives Matter happened. Uh, it was about a you know three four week phenomenon. In reality, it wasn't. But in yeah. terms of you know the mainstream. Um, People are, you know, I guess, people are going back to normal. Like, as uh, as a person of color, somebody who's who knows the history, who's you know has the education. What What do you think about that? You know,
1: in terms of like things reopening, people going back to normal, or just in like ter- everything in general.
0: In terms of in terms of the consciousness, the consciousness. Oh of- yeah,
1: it it is interesting because like. Black Lives Matter started, I mean, it is in a movement to address like all systemic racism, but it was just police violence. That's what started Black Lives Matter. But then we started having conversations about statues and education curriculum and all this extra stuff. So we're just like coming at everything that has to do with white supremacy and it's, it's like kind of funny, but I love it. Like <laughs> this move small, it started small to address police violence is addressing this mass system of white supremacy and this like ideology of white supremacy. So yeah, it's man. interesting like how this thing has elevated even like in um in London they took down some I don't, I don't know the full story but they took down some statue and like in, in I heard it in Nigeria they took down a statue of Gandhi because he had racist uh background too. So like yeah i think we're in a changing moment right now like
0: is this is like this is like uh this is like a arab spring or yes. like uh some something some sort of you know social political social political like climate change is occurring right now yeah i've said this to my friends for the past five weeks four weeks like something happening something is happening right now that Thirty years from now, forty years from now, when when we when we talk, you know, me and you both being history geeks, you you actually having a, a degree in history. Um, I've just been a history geek my entire life. I've <laughs> I've noticed that like these are the eras where when we look back into the history, the 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 textbooks, the you know the yeah. writers of history, they mention. They either fucking lie or you know, <laughs> but we're actually living through it, so we can like choose to like listen to the news to like what's happening, mm-hmm. or we can like go and actually talk to people, use the internet as a tool to like actually find out what is happening, yeah. not, the, not the narrative that they are trying to portray. Because a lot of yeah, say,
1: I also think it's interesting how like these things happen across the world at the same time. Like you said, the Arab Spring that was like two thousand eleven. And then, like Occupy Wall Street, got big. There was like big movements in Chile and Mexico during that time. So, I and then like, nineteen sixty eight
0: for a lot of different reasons, like po- police brutality, right?
1: It was um, different like, reasons, extra but
0: extrajudicial killings, government corrupt, like all, every anything you could think of, something happened,
1: right? And then, but like I, people stopped taking shit, and I think like it's it's interesting how everyone in the world, like you see, um, in Egypt they protest against their government they overthrow their government that inspires some this group in new york which inspires people in chile and they're like we all connect and i think the same thing's happening now like we're all connect people yeah all Um, inspiring each other
0: yeah yeah it definitely is a moment of great inspiration it has been uh i know uh we've both been you know active in our own particular you know in our own different ways we've been active in all this but we'll definitely leave that we'll leave that for another conversation we yeah. definitely we've definitely made contact with 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 uh, some interesting uh figures in 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 the sphere of global based music such as you know um, fight club such as uh you know a couple other artists here and there that were very like even alfalfa was very involved uh, a lot you know, a lot of us have been very involved as 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 uh, musically inclined people, as you guys, artists. Because I I'm not yeah. an artist. I'm just, <laughs> I talk a lot, um, but I've been involved. I've been doing my very best. Um, we'll leave that for another conversation. I really hope that you know. Hopefully, we get some people asking about it. Uh, we're thinking about doing like a, some sort of live streamed conversation where we just unscripted, like like this podcast. We mm-hmm. just talk. You know, we just share uh, different perspectives. Um, But anyways, those flacos, (laughs) (laughs) those flacos. uh, I know you share a big, big connection. We, I I was actually supposed to interview them this morning, but my laptop got just decided that it was not the right day to interview them. (laughs) Um, So let's talk a little bit about the the relatively uh, not. I wouldn't say short, but the relatively new new um career that you have not short career, it's, it's just a new fresh career mm-hmm. producing you told me for like about a year uh and you did mention to me uh, I, I know some of your collaborators some of your main collaborators i that i've seen I've seen on your soundcloud those flacos uh, and you you did mention that they're they're i mean in your words you know you said that they are you know a pretty big you know factor in you know your yeah your, Thus far, like, can you talk a little? Can you elaborate a little bit mm-hmm. about that? How's so, it been to collaborate with them? You know, yeah, it was
1: collaborating was great. Like, we just see mind to mind. I think we, me and i um, especially Rich, which is one of them. We s- s- sort of we we have different backgrounds, but we sort of grew up sort of the same way. Grew mm-hmm. up with house parties in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Um, we also loved EDM, so we went to raves. And we also love traditional Latin music, so we was into the salsa merengue. And I think we sort of have, like, a similar background, so we, we just click.
0: Those uh, those house parties that you mentioned, like those New York house parties, where they're, yeah. like, very diverse, and you never know who's going to be playing the music. The, the only reason I, I know about that was because I just recently watched the movie Ya No Estoy Aquí. I'm no, I think I'm no longer here. It's oh, a movie uh, you haven't watched. Have you watched it? Yet? I, no, it sounds great, I, though. <laughs> I, I highly re, I highly recommend it, bro. It's it's about this this Mexican immigrant from Monterrey that like because of like violence in his in his homeland, he's forced to he moves to New York, bro. And he's like doesn't speak English like, you know, it's like a, a coming of age story. Oh, mm-hmm. you got to watch it, bro. I, yeah. I saw like a New York like kid, young kid, like house party kind of deal where they were just playing like all sorts of music. And I was just like, damn, like that's how your ho- y'all house parties were, like that's fucking lit. Yeah. If they were playing, playing Dembo at a house party, and this is for me, like the year 2011 or 2012, that that never fucking happened, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe, I I remember maybe, when Dembo yeah. was becoming big, and yeah. it was at how, those house parties.
0: Shit, bro, how did that? How did, how, did, how did, was it to be a part of that, as a Mexican from Southern California? The only time I ever heard of, like, you know, I, I got, like I mentioned to you, I had Puerto Rican friends, you know, half Puerto Rican, half Mexican. And, like, obviously, reggaeton was massive. Yeah, but yeah. we were listening to reggaeton, but none of us were Puerto Rican. None of us, you know, very, <laughs> few, very few people out there are actually Puerto Rican, actually Dominican, like, actually, yeah. you know, of Caribbean descent. How is that in New York, which is, like, the Caribbean, like, served, you know, with the mm-hmm. yuca, with the, you know, with everything. <laughs> That like you got everything, you know, Colombian, yeah, yeah. Dominican, Dominican. How is that? You know, how's that experience, bro? It's, it's, it's great.
1: Um, yeah, so the house parties were really fun. Um, and I, I think, yeah, so we just like took from each other, like, um, there will be Puerto Ricans at a house party, so we're playing reggaeton, but then the Jamaicans are doing like their little wine grinding thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the Puerto Ricans like took that and then we started winding and grinding cuz like if you I went to a club to Puerto Rico last not last year, a couple years ago. Yeah. And the way they were perreando was different than how we perreo here. Like how we grind and it's like we New Yorkers next- <laughs> Like New Yorkers or well, New Yorkers we're like more it's like sensual with it. We're like more of a dance and that's because I well, I believe my theory we. That's because we mingled with Jamaicans, and Jamaicans are like really crazy with their grinding and that the perreo stuff. But if you go to Puerto Rico, it's just like it's perreo. It's like bum 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 bum. <laughs> yeah, <they're,
0: laughs> it's yeah. not
1: much of a dance. It's Every, just
0: everybody. Everybody's seen videos on YouTube. Yeah. Everybody, I'm sure, everybody, on Facebook, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How did how did how do uh, it, for somebody who doesn't know who those flacos are? You know, somebody, yeah. if they're listening, fans of global bass music, or if they're just fans, they're new, they're just listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of explain a little, how, you know, how would you describe, you know, firstly, like, if you could introduce them, their names, and, like, where yeah. they come from, a little bit, just, you know.
1: So those Flacos are two DJs from New York City, and, I mean, everybody in New York City probably has seen them. They're just, like, they're two dudes that go on stage, and they just, like, tear it up. Um, they're really mixing everything, so sort of what I do, they do also. Just mix ton of different genres. Um, yeah, my relationship started with them. Um, they played an afuego party. It's funny how life turns around, but yeah. So they oh. fa- played an afuego party years ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit, I'll, this is good. Like I really like because they were playing mumatong, tambon, reggaeton, balefong. How still? Oh my God! They were all over the place, but I loved it because I, I never heard any other other DJs doing it at the time. Um Because like before, nightlife was very segregated.
0: But yeah, yeah you anyway. go to a reggaeton club for reggaeton night, right? You go to, exactly. In Mexico, in Los Angeles is uh, it's starting to change, but it's very much still like that. Like you go to a top 40s club, you you're there. Yeah. yeah. You go to like uh, you know, you go to a hip hop club, it's only hip hop. There's very mm-hmm. few places, very few parties, and we're going to talk to a lot of the people that throw those parties. On this podcast. <laughs> there are very few parties um, that actually are a fucking full, like, spectrum of global-based music. Yeah. It's still very much segregated, like, separated like that in, in mm-hmm. California and Los Angeles, just talk, speaking of my experience. Even it's here a, in Portland. Even here in Portland, it's still only my guys global-based. They do something different. Like
1: Yeah, it's the same
0: exact thing here. There's only a couple places in, yeah. across the U.S. where DJs can fucking play anything along this, you know. Most clubs, is this spectrum? Yeah. It's like that.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, those Flacos, they were playing everything. And the, the party that they were DJing at was called Afuego. Afuego. Like I said, this was years ago. And then I think I DMed them that either like the week after or something like that. I was like, yo, I really like what you're doing. Nobody else in New York is doing this. Mm-hmm. I, I like your stuff blah 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 and then i think i said if you guys need somebody to open the party let me know because I mean, back yeah. then i was like really small i was just yeah, yeah. like yeah but yeah, so then smart. they were like yeah we'll let you know blah 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 and then years passed and i mean i don't blame them i was really a nobody and then um i kept going to more off I'm i was like yo i love this and then i started producing we're buddies, bro we're all <laughs> on, this,
0: on the fucking you know on the big scheme
1: Okay. yeah so then i started I, producing yeah, and then um i think that's when they were like oh shit this guy is good Since so i already had that small prior conversation with them and then yeah we just clicked and then they had me dj the afuego party which i sort of inspired me to like to produce to take, because you know. i saw they were mixing all these sounds i was like okay i could probably do this too so it's crazy how things turn around yeah <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah oh yeah and so you have some collaborations with them currently. Oh, yeah. We see on on, on on SoundCloud that I see on your SoundCloud. Um, just just so, I mean, just right off the back, so everybody knows, like, big, big people are playing your music. You know, I'll let you talk about it. But big pe like, you know, big people, I guess. <laughs> Which yeah. is cool. It's cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's cool as fuck. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to minimize it. But it's just kind of you know, we're kind of yeah. going away from that you know everybody's everybody's their own thing everybody's big yeah you know? yeah it's mm-hmm. just
1: in their own crowd
0: exactly exactly yeah yeah uh, but yeah I have, up, brother sorry yeah
1: I have a we did a remix of Toko Tokoto <laughs> and um, yeah so it's like a tribal house ish uh, remix and mm-hmm. they sent me the track it was almost done. And I was like, oh, shit, this is fire. I just wanted to add like a little more Afro house-ish to it. So then that's what I did. But the, the whole concept was them. I just I added little things here and there. Um, the second drop, I'm giving a lot away, but the second drop is mostly me. The first drop is mostly them. But yeah.
0: gonna- <laughs> <laughs> It's already yeah. out on SoundCloud. Check yeah, it out. Yeah. Check it out and learn. Yeah, definitely. My guy has only been putting stuff out for, you said, a year. And it's some of the fucking dopest sounding shit. The dopest sounding sound that a fucking I've heard. I mean, don't just take my word for it. (laughs) Who's been playing your shit, bro? Like, Mm -hmm. Who's been playing your shit? Like, if you want to touch on Oh, yeah. So,
1: like, I got... It's funny. Ape Drums
0: plays ape drums
1: yeah hell yeah man I, he listened to his mixes and he has like different track lists completely different track lists every set i, I love um listening to his sets but yeah ape drums it's funny how like one person could just like blow you up like it
0: happens like
1: that yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he reposted a few of my tracks and now mm-hmm. every day on my soundcloud i'm getting like new fo- 10 15 new followers every day Damn, that's lit, bro. Yeah, this is one person.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, but I, I mean, I have, even um in New York, like Bambona, she's really big. I don't know if you heard her. She's really big in New York. I love her sound too. She's not a producer. She's Bambona.
0: Bembona, I believe. Yeah, I believe. Um, I've, I think I do believe I follow her on Instagram because, like, what you know how like people pop up after like following like you, yeah, or if I those Flacos. Like it's always people underneath you know, like the suggested follows. Yeah. I, always, I always look to see, you know. I always click to see, like, what, what you know, what, what's what's going she on. She was definitely
1: people. probably be in the suggested a follow because she's, like, in our little group crowd. She's, Dude,
0: uh, we, I, I definitely made a big point to, like, my friend Eric from Global Base is this platform, I really want to use it to amplify, uh, you know, Black, Indigenous people of color. You know, me, myself, being a very light-skinned, you know, uh, Mexican American, because I live mm-hmm. in Oregon. When I was in California, I was brown. <laughs> you know, like, I, I colored up, but <laughs> so I live in Oregon for four years, bro. <laughs> I yeah. want to use this, I want to use this platform to highlight those voices. So this is an open invitation to DJ uh, Bembona. Please, uh, I will reach out to you. We want to get yes. you, wanna, anybody that you think that deserves deserves a platform, yeah. We will get them on the schedule. Like all my people, I'm opening up this invitation to all my people, you know, my people like you in New York City, um, people, my people in Texas that I'm starting to make connections with. Um, I I have some stuff in the works with with Sao Paulo, with Brazil, and I'm definitely going to get you linked up with them. Um, It's just incredible (laughs) how this project has just started to like just from like a month and a half, two months ago. It was like my idea that I said, fuck it, I need to do it. And now it's just starting to, like, take off. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, because it's, it's the right thing to do. Like, this is the future.
0: See, the, Pop the way like I this. F- yeah, yeah. The, the, oh, to- totally, totally. The way I feel about it is just, it's as simple as I want to document our scene. But, like, not a Vice documentary, you know, <laughs> like, you know, using it, you know, fucking a Vice documentary that goes to Mexico and, like. They, they do a documentary that gets a million thousand views uh, but like none of them are actually like you know you know you know where I'm going you yeah know they're not I'm, in the scene. They're not in the scene or yeah. they're just they're just good videographers they're good storytellers but they're not actually good storytellers and living the yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm a fan first and foremost. I, mm-hmm. a, I call myself like a supporter. I support the, 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 the scene. Um, yeah. yeah we need to, we need to amplify. Black, Indigenous, people of color, mm-hmm. uh, uh, LG, LGBTQ+, plus, everything like this. This platform is open for everyone, and I don't. And I'm not just saying that. Like, just send me an email, send me a message. We will get, we will get anybody on that that deserves anybody that deserves a, a platform. That's you know composing in the you know producing doing all this great stuff in in the global based sphere. Well, they have a they have a microphone here. They have a
2: they mm-hmm. have a platform,
0: brother. So please, please, please tell your entire crew in New York. Tell your crews everywhere that that here they have a platform. Um, That's yeah, bro. Sorry, that was kind of like the. <laughs> that
1: no, the, I'm glad you said that.
0: Yeah, that was kind of the deep the deep part. We can we can move that. Shit <laughs> um, global based music, brother. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's touch a little more on. Uh, how you came about like global-based music. You mentioned at the beginning of the interview, when you heard it, you knew that that was your sound.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how did yeah.
0: That come
1: So, yeah, so like I said, I loved EDM. I was always going to raves, but then like, there was literally, sometimes there were weekends, like Friday, I would go to a rave, EDM house, boom, boom, like big room stuff, I was jumped in. And then Saturday, I would go to like a reggaeton party, and I was like, "perriando" the whole night. So, I wanted those two things in the same night, but I couldn't get it anywhere. But global bass, that's where I could get it. So that's where I fell in love with that sound.
0: What were, like you said, what were some of your, uh, your influences? Like, what was like your gateway drug into into global (laughs) bass music? What was that? You mentioned Munchi but if you have any other like what were some of those artists that kind of like hooked you to, to global bass music?
1: Um, I think Munchi, I think Sazon Buya, which is now Fight Club. <laughs> um, I Noise Kid, I feel like back then there was a lot of just like small guys doing it and it was just like small DJs with like 200 followers on SoundCloud not really big doing it and then i just followed them so i don't really remember names and then like some of them i don't know what happened to them some of them blew big some of them didn't
0: yeah yeah Yeah. like obviously the mad decent the label and all right francis and diplo you know Mm -hmm. basically like exploded you know when it came to that you know even skrillex dipped his feet in moombaton everybody yeah like it was it was the 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 new genre of the late early late 2000 like 2000 2010s right so yeah it just, um mm-hmm. it kind of just exploded um how was how was that in new york like how how did that what kind of people were going to like events uh that where they played you know what events were, were playing global bass music in new york like
1: none <laughs> like now it's it's popping up a little bit with, with with events like Afuego, so that's the one that um, Dos Flacos won. Um, Bembona runs another event, Orisa. Some, I'm sorry, Bembona. <laughs> I forgot the name, Orisa. Something like that. Um, that's another great event. Um, and then there's Bembe, but Bembe I'm a little critical of because they sort of cater to the hipsters. But Afuego and the Bembona event is yeah, yeah. And there's a couple more, but those are really that. Those are global-based parties. Those are like true global-based parties. Um, and I think that there's a market for that. So like out in LA, and I know the West Coast global base is huge, because it makes sense. Like you have a generation of kids who grew up going to raves. Like when I was going to college, EDM was huge and trap was huge. So it makes sense that you have kids. You have a, ton of Latinos who grew up going to raves, also listening to um, traditional Latin music, it makes sense that now you're going to bridge them together. So I think there's a market for that. I think there's a huge audience. And I just think it's a matter of time uh, that it blows up in New York. Also because, yeah. like I said before, New York is so diverse. Like We, we need to be partying okay. together. It's too segregated.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I see. I see. So this, yeah. is, this is a call. This is a call for unification.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unity York, too.
0: You heard it here first. <laughs> Emilio Guadi, he said, New York, get it together. Bridge the gaps. When, yeah. when we start partying, if we ever start partying again, if we ever start partying again, bridge the gaps. Yes. At, least on the, at least on the Twitch streams. <laughs> Just fucking go on there, give another Twitch stream a, a, a chance, you know? Yeah, if you like, if you cool. like a reggaetonero, like you know, and you don't really fuck with the EDM sound, like oh I do no, fuck EDM. Check out like some Fight Club stuff. Check out some Aguadé stuff. Check out yeah. some of those Flaco stuff. Definitely. Cool. Vice versa, you know, mm-hmm. you're gonna get a little bit of everything. Just be open to it. Um, Latin music, bro. Latin music uh, is mainstream now. Latin music is mainstream. Bad Bunny. Yes, everybody I love it. Gasolina. everybody knows <laughs> Gasolina, bro. I went yeah. to a college in Eugene, Oregon. When, when fucking Gasolina comes on, everybody, whether you're fucking from yeah. Washington or Idaho, or like, <laughs> everybody knows that <they're> fucking oh. <laughs> they, they, and they love that. Gets they love that shit, bro. Latin mm-hmm. music is mainstream now. How do you, yeah. s- like, what do you feel? How do you feel about Latin music? You know, people like us that, you know, we have similar upbringings. They're yeah, yeah. number one hits. They're, they're putting out albums. Jay Balvin, you know, artists from other countries are becoming top artists in the U.S. Which And in
1: the world, world,
0: in the world, too. The world. Never yeah. used to happen. No. Like Latinos are, estamos arriba ahorita. Estamos right. arriba, los Latinos. I, like, fuck, I, COVID, COVID came and it kind of just sat us all the fuck down. <laughs>
1: Seriously. Yeah, I hope that it sort of stays like I hope this is not just like a wave and it like dies down and then we're listening to American pop music again in a few years. Like, I hope that we like sustain our we, we, we organize, we sustain our power, and now the new mainstream, the global mainstream is Latin music. So, like, instead of everybody in the world listening to Taylor Swift and I don't even know Drake, everyone in the world is listening to Bad Bunny. Jay Balving, everyone in the world is like learning Spanish so they can sing along. That's what funny, I hope.
0: Funny, yo, everybody needs to learn Spanish. Taco <laughs> trucks on every corner, baby. Taco oh, yeah. trucks on every corner. <laughs> uh, speaking of what, speaking of Drake, Aubrey Drake Graham. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, Drake, there's a two talking points here. You have a Drake remix that's sick. Oh yeah. Drake also ventured into afrobeat ventured into dance hall like mainstream artists pulling people towards the you know the other genre you know what I'm saying like that's 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 the new thing you know that's been happening for the past mm-hmm. three four two three years and even in the you know hip-hop side of things hip-hop is becoming more Latino you know you know it's what I'm happening
1: like, a lot with Latin music I mean like black IPS Peas. I- Every song they come out now was with like a huge Latin artist, which was they they never did that before,
0: but they're doing it now. They only had the uh, Filipino, the Filipino brothers, the Pinoy brothers in there. They had a Pinoy brother in there. Yeah, uh, obviously, "Will I Am." Um, Yeah. Oh, the Black IPs are, they're kind of like the one of the first mix match. You know, kind of like if if you if the U.S. the real U.S. was you know the, the the diversity of the U.S. was was a group. It could be something yeah. like <laughs> that. Honestly. Yeah. honestly, the only thing they're missing is like a Mexican guy, but like, <laughs> he, yeah. they probably have a cool ass Mexican homie that's like, <laughs> you feel me? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> what, uh, so Latin music, you think it's here to stay? You think it's here to stay?
1: I, I hope so. Uh, yeah, like, I hope it's not a wave. Um, but I, I think that a Latin industry, Latin music in, industry can take over the whole music industry. And yeah, we can start running things, and then,
0: we're the dominant sound. That would be good for like people like you and people like me. we <laughs> <laughs> you make music, and because I like music. <laughs> no, I'm <just> kidding. <laughs> uh, let's yeah, talk a I so, little. I sort
1: of mm-hmm. think that's the future, though, because think so? I think it's gonna stay a while. I think yeah, I think people are gonna start diving into like even more traditional Latin music.
0: We, we, we gotta keep we gotta keep uh, there's a lot of people that are hungry to learn more about different music. Like they have a yes. New. No. Tell your coworker about some fucking cumbias that you used to listen yes. to as a kid, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I have some white like, coworkers that that I've that I've you know hooked up with some knowledge. Uh, you know, uh, I fucking showed him like I okay, hey bro, lem- I'm on Ox today. He's like, yeah, that's fine, bro. I got you. Like sometimes he played some weird shit. Sometimes I play some weird shit. But we like <laughs> listen to it together and we like talk about it. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, bro, like, this music, like, this cumbia, like, this is cumbia from Argentina. Like, this cumbia is different than cumbia from Colombia, yeah, different than yeah. from Mexico. Like, mm-hmm. let me play you some Mexico shit, like, some <laughs> Grupo Quad, like, El he hit it. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Then I play yeah. some Argentina shit, like, oh, che, boludo, la <laughs> like, ta, ta, you know, like, vigera, uh-huh. cumbia vigera. And he's like, oh, there is a different... Then I play mm-hmm. him some Colombian shit. Oh, so you're telling me that, and he's like, oh, so you're telling me that the Mexican one came from the Colombian one? Like, it's more, more sound-like, similar? And bro, we start talking about Cumbia, <laughs> like a white kid. <laughs> Cumbia, there's, there's so much to Cumbia, to, man. Oh, big shout-out to my homie parent and big shout-out to Cumbia, bro. Cumbia, when I was a youngster, and I'm not afraid to say this now, because obviously Cumbia is fucking hip like everybody's cumbia cumbia is like the new punk punk rock you know what i'm saying like cumbia is the yeah i've noticed that yeah (laughs) yeah i saw that on instagram somewhere but cumbia is the new punk rock bro when i was uh growing up in southern california my parents aren't from la ciudad de mexico or from like big cities where cumbia is prevalent but you know where it prevails you know where it's the big parties like monterrey la ciudad de mexico um i my first introduction to cumbia was to cumbia excuse me was like Parties, obviously, parties where you hear everything cumbia, merengue, sa, 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 yakuza, like everything. Uh-huh. But on Friday nights, there was a sonidero radio show in Southern California where that's they so actually lit. Bro, they <laughs> would actually play. Anybody that's raised in Southern California probably knows. I think it was like 97.9, like a, a, they would switch on like Friday nights or Saturday nights, whatever. They would play sonidero music from like Mexico. Like, they had actual DJs, like, ¿Qué tenemos, DJ, rapidamente? Saludos a la familia, Pérez. ¿Cuál, cuál, You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yo, shit on the airwaves in, in, in Los Angeles, in Long Beach, in Orange County. Like, that's, and I used to like that as a kid, but nobody yeah. else listened I, I love nobody. that. I love
1: the sonidero scene. I went to, I've been to a few Mexican weddings, and they had, like, huge sonideros. Hell, I was yeah. like, Yo. It's not even like the music, it's the emceeing, the
0: lights, yeah, the shout outs. Yeah, that's how they make their money, bro. You give them a $20 bill, bro. Uh, Saludo a la bodega, allá por la 53. You know, like that's how they make their money, bro. Yeah, they charge this much for the party and then they just make money off the shout, right? (laughs) Right, yeah, this one though, even here in Oregon, bro. It's like that anywhere that there's a diaspora of Mexicans, there's cumbia music, bro. Anywhere, mm-hmm. anywhere. What's yeah. your view? What, what do you, as a Puerto Rican, what do you think of cumbia? Do Puerto Ricans like cumbia?
1: No, but I do. <laughs> I I love it. People straight up said no,
0: but I like it. <laughs> That's the up, bro. Yeah, hey, I you're think... invited to the you're invited to the carnasadas for liking cumbia, bro. <laughs> cool.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you. I mean, uh, God. God. but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's like. When I go to...
0: That's going to be a clip on Instagram, bro. Dude, <laughs> Puerto Rican is like Cubia? No. <laughs> I kid you not. I'm going to put that on Instagram. Do oh, it, my God. It, sorry. 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 That's that's but, yeah, happen.
1: I think there's, like, a lot of connection to the Sonideros. And that's, like, coming from New York. Because I, if you listen to, like, Jamaican dub, um, the sound system culture, it's they're doing the same exact thing the Sony Littles are doing, which Sound
0: Clash, Sound yeah. Clash, Sound Clash, Sound Clash, Sound Clash. I did yeah. not grow up around I did not grow up around Jamaican like Jamaicans like you do in New York, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> during this quarantine, one of the great things I was started listening to the quarantine clash, the major laser, the Washi Fire. Oh, yeah, us. yeah, yeah. Bro, I learned so much about the the like the, the clash culture, sound clash culture. Insane big shout out to the winner of the first season, which was uh uh MC uh Sound System from Panama, Sony uh, sonido, not Sonidero, uh Ch- DJ Cheeky Dubs. Big shout out to Cheeky Dubs. Cheeky Dubs, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm send this to you. We gotta set, help me send it. Everybody, help me send it to Cheeky Dubs. We gotta get <laughs> Cheeky Dubs interviewed on that. That'd this be podcast. lit. That <laughs> would be lit, bro, to introduce <laughs> a lot of people to the Sound Clash culture. We won't tell you what it is. Google it if you want, but we want to have a sound clash. Uh, uh, we want to have a dub Jamaican, like, we, we want to do everything here, bro. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. we want to do everything on the show. We, we will try. We'll try. Best. <laughs> Cheeky dubs. Uh, okay, question. Question for you, Senor Emilio. Uh, do you like the current sound that's coming out of New York City? Uh, do you like the current sounds that are coming out of, of, of the U.S.? And are you aware of other stuff? You know, of course you're aware, but like, what what awareness do you have of other stuff coming out in other places, wherever you you know like to to search?
1: Um, do I like the sound of coming out of New York City? Not really. I feel like. Call them
0: feel- out. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, just kidding.
1: I feel like we're so we're hinting at going in the right direction, but we're not there yet. And I think there's like some valid reasons behind that. Like there's, for the, I think for the first time, it was two years ago, there was not one nightclub in Manhattan. So Manhattan is like, Manhattan is the city. The Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, those are like outer boroughs. It's sort of like suburbish, not really, but. Mm-hmm. So Manhattan did not have one nightclub. And I think that really killed creativity. Cause people weren't really dancing anymore. They're going out and just sitting around like a bottle table. Craft craft beer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: That's big on the West coast. So I think that, yeah. Just like, I'm drinking craft beer. Yeah. You guys do that too.
1: (laughs) Something else that's popular here in New York is like you get a VIP bottle table and you just stand around the bottle table and just drink the bottles because the clubs what the, what the clubs started doing is that instead of making a dance floor they put a bunch of tables on the dance floor
0: so it's like you're going to a restaurant
1: right so then you like
0: turn up around your table i guess
1: yeah exactly so people weren't dancing anymore they were just drinking and standing and like taking instagram videos of themselves so that i think that really killed like the scene and the sound regaña coming los. up
0: regaña los cabrón regaña <laughs> Yeah, say it how it is bro mm-hmm. otherwise it won't change
1: so yeah. then yeah and then um but I, I I see small things like i said before with those flagos Bembona other things popping up even not even with like global music like um there's another thing forgot what's it called but there's like yeah. punk rock music uh scenes that are like hinting that's interesting to see
0: kind of like rebirth rebirthing of like scenes that used to that, that used to like fought, yeah fought yeah Pro- new york has an amazing history of music like uh, mm-hmm. even just some of the history that i've learned through like anthony bourdain documentaries r.i.p anthony bourdain one of my big inspirations in terms of culture food travel like some of his episodes are fucking deep on like history especially in new york because it's his hometown like it gives you some like insight you know Uh, Mm -hmm. on on how complex new york city is uh when it comes to music when it comes to gentrification when it comes to the movement of peoples uh where people came where people established themselves like Mm -hmm. new york is is a fucking is a jigsaw puzzle Uh, (laughs) amazing right isn't it an amazing puzzle puzzle of interchanging like pieces and like you know like communities Mm -hmm. move here and then they move there and then they come back like yeah all, yeah, all based on the p- the price of living, right? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it's like,
0: that's what dictates the neighborhood. How mm-hmm. how expensive it is to live there.
2: That's yeah. Yeah. massive
0: in California as well. I'm not just not just saying bad about New York. It's massive. It's, <laughs> it's massive mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, yeah. the U.S. What are some of the things you hear coming out of the U.S.? What are some of the things you hear coming out of other countries? If you want to touch on that, other
1: countries I hear a lot. To be honest, I don't. He- I hear a lot of good production producing coming out of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hear a lot of like good artists. I don't know. I guess pr- producer uh, artists, but I'm thinking about like the West Coast Mumatong mm-hmm. scene, like uh, Jester, mm-hmm. um, Happy Colors, oh, Colors Malas, those yeah, type Mal-esque. of people. I, I really like what they're doing.
0: That's all global based family. Big shout out to our. Yeah, yeah,
1: all of them are we'll
0: like. Performed. They, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, Eric wants to get you out here, bro. As soon as we have a party, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we have a party, we'll get you out here, bro. It'll be great to meet you out here in Portland or LA mm-hmm. or New York, wherever, bro. It'll be great to meet you, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Other countries. What What are you liking? What What countries do you listen to? You know, what are you liking coming out of other countries? Just the first thing that comes to mind, or whatever. You, whoever you want to plug, you know.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Who, who should we keep our eyes on? Who should we pay attention to? You
1: Know, um, I can't think of well, I think for my country, Puerto Rico, <laughs> there's DJs 20 Warner, 20, 20. DJ uh, Luquillo, DJ Firman. So they do this sound called Marroneo, okay? So that's like Safaera, you know, the Bad Bunny song, right? So they have that sort of style where it's just like it's really raw, reggaeton, the Dumbo is like super there and it's just like straight perreo, super dirty perreo and i like
0: marraneo, marrano, pig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly.
1: So, yeah. yeah, so they're doing that and i've been listening to them for a while, but now we'll, this
0: uh, will include their will include their in in the post and in this, you know. We'll include yeah. their, their handles and everything. So we want people. We want people to discover new shit off of every single artist. You know, we interview, we talk to. We want music discovery. Music discovery is the best. It's one of my favorite things about loving music. And yeah. Being in the as a as a fan, when you di- when you discover something new that you that you like, it's like you knew about it already, but you didn't know about it. But when you hear it, you're just like, "Fuck, why didn't I think of that?" You know,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know yeah.
0: Perfect, brother. Perfect. Um, shit. Well, we'll we'll definitely put we'll plug in all those people. Um, we'll we'll put in their handles. We've kind of already talked a little bit about the scene in New York and how you want them to step up. Uh, what do you think would be the number one thing that needs to change if, if you could pinpoint an idea or or a suggestion or you know you know.
1: Yeah. So I think what needs to change has nothing to do with the music. I have think it has to do with rent. So I think yeah. the rent is too high in New York, and it's hard for, like, clubs to have a dance floor because...
0: To be yes, profitable.
1: Right. Yeah. Clubs are not honestly not that profitable unless you're charging, like, a huge general admission fee. Huh. Because, like, you're, just, you're having a ton of people come dance in the middle of the dance floor, and maybe they're buying drinks. Like
2: two, drinks two
1: drinks. Yeah, maybe they're not. So what a lot of clubs are doing here in New York is... Like I said before, they're putting um, VIP bottle tables throughout the whole dance floor, and then in order to like stand somewhere, you have to order bottles.
0: That's expensive, bro. Yeah, that's not not for you know. That's like right. It's not for us. (laughs)
1: Like
0: gentrifying the club scene.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, bro.
1: Yeah, so I think the rent has to um, go lower. I think rent control. Yeah, rent control.
0: We're a music podcast, we're a global based podcast, and we're fucking these real life subjects, these real life topics have to do with like everything in our lives, including exactly (laughs) like wake up, people, (laughs) wake up, rent Uh control influences what kind of parties and music you can go to. I'm sure it's the same way in LA, especially right now, even in Portland. We're hearing shit about venues that Are not going to be able to open up to put on Mm -hmm. shows Mm -hmm. because they can't pay their fucking bills. Like it's incredible. Yeah. How expensive rent is. Yeah. That like a fuck. If that isn't a mind fuck, mind boggling realization that rent control influences how you have fun, then I don't know what's what's going to wake you up. (laughs) Because I know people that love partying, love, you know, partying, and they just when it comes, oh, I don't, I don't pay attention to politics. Right. it doesn't affect me. It fucking affects you. Yeah,
1: exactly. You it may not pay attention to politics, but politicians pay attention to you.
0: Politics pays attention to you. Politicians pay attention to you. Wake up. mi gente. Esto es un um, llamado. Toda mi gente, Abran los ojos. Music. We love music. We love music, but you can love music and you can have fun and party and be successful. Do everything that you want to do, but pay attention because it all. Yeah, fits. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. hermano, fuera de la música, fuera de la música, ¿cuáles son tus, tus hobbies? Like, what do you like doing, bro? Outside of music, you know. Um, you mentioned that you, as a profession, you've been a teacher.
1: Yeah, sure. I I I was a teacher. I loved teaching because I couldn't balance DJing and teaching, so I picked one. So I picked DJing, and it's working out so far. <laughs> <laughs> So that that went well. I'm glad that went well. But other hobbies, um I really love baseball. I Actually have a huge baseball card collection. <laughs> and you any, um
0: any Dodgers you want to get rid of? No. <laughs> you are you, a Yankees fan?
1: Not no, not at all. I'm a Mets okay. fan.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So yeah. if you're a Yankees fan, you already know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm actually a
1: Yankee hater. I'm from the Bronx but I, I hate the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, more hobbies. Um yeah, just I I love sports, baseball. I use I play softball every now and then. Yeah.
0: That's about it, like hobbies wise.
1: Yeah. I love animals too, but it's not that's a hobby. A, I just love that's animals.
0: A Yeah. Let's hit you with that final boom. And then we we can't wait to hear more from you, brother. Uh, It's been a great, great, you know, interview. I feel definite great insight into the just not just you as an artist, but as a a little bit as a person. Uh, Appreciate you for being on, bro, uh, on such short notice. Basically, (laughs) you know, we kind of arranged this throughout the day and (laughs) going back, going back. I think we did. an I think we did an all right job, honestly, like, yeah. we appreciate everybody that's uh, tuning in. Thank you guys for uh, supporting Worldwide Genre. Uh, thank you guys for sh- for supporting Wadi, you know, all his people that are going to listen to this. Uh, keep an eye out for us. Uh, we, got a lot, we got a lot of artists coming soon. We got a lot of interviews, a lot of work coming soon. Uh, we just want to highlight, you know, wonderful artists, wonderful people like my boy here, uh, Emilio. Um, we're just trying to do something different. Something that hasn't been done in the world of in the world of uh, global bass music, which is everything from dembow to bumbaton to Afro beats to. If the music has bass, and it was made on on Earth, it's global bass music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's global bass music. Mm-hmm. Guadi, one more question, bro. So okay. I can Tell fucking me. get my annoying ass off of this camera. <laughs> <laughs> If you, if you could only eat one more dish for the rest of your life, for any reason, whatever the reason is, if you could only m- eat one more dish for the rest of your life, what would you pick? The
1: bacalaitos. Whole
0: Puerto, the, whole, the whole Puerto Rican delegation is... is <laughs> be careful what you say. Don't get criticized.
1: So yeah, bacalaitos.
0: Sardines, salted. Bacalao. Bacalao yeah, is not, but
1: bacalaitos is when you fry them and it's like this big chip of just fried fish. It tastes so good.
0: Bacalao, bacalao is is it sturgeon?
1: Bacalao is a fish. I think I in English it's codfish.
0: Cod, 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 cod. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Portuguese, Spanish, influence. <laughs> yeah. Salted cod. Sorry. I, I said sardines. <laughs> I'm not cultured, bro. Sorry. I'm not, I'm just not cultured. <laughs> oh, man. I'm fucked up, bro. If this was an if this was an AP test and you were the AP test reader, and I said sardines instead <laughs> of cod, instead of salted cod, I, I would yeah, have way off. In a five. They would have given me a five. Way off, brother. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much for for being on on this project. We hope that this is not the last time that we have you on. We, like I said, we got that conversation planned, uh live conversation. Um, Thank you so much, bro. Much appreciated. Big love from over here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, like I said, West Coast. We love New York City. We wish you all the safest return to normal. Or a type of normal. Type of normal. Our, <laughs> new, type, our new normal. Yeah. Our new awaken from our slumber normal. We wish you guys the best. Um, we're always... Estamos en contacto, ya sabes. Um Thank you, bro. Much appreciated.
1: Likewise, man. Thank you.
0: Anything you want to say? Anything you want to say?
1: Yeah, uh, for people who don't know me, follow me on Instagram, DJ Guadi, SoundCloud DJ Guadi. I'm about to get to a thousand followers, which is
0: cool because uh the few- thousand, the thousand follower. Uh, I'ma hook them up with the <laughs> not this one, but with the free of our t of our t shirts. You guys can see it. Oh, thank you. On our Instagram. So you let me know who the thousand followers, is. Uh, I will be sending you out a shirt, and they'll be getting a shirt. Where? That's a great idea. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, make it happen. we'll repost the post. We'll get it. That's lit. Thank you. Shout bro. out,
1: Paisa Boys.
0: <laughs> Shout out, everybody. Shout out, Ape Drums, for putting me on. Where? <laughs> <laughs>